Welcome to South London Hardcore. <laughs> Hello, Grapple fans. Welcome to South London Hardcore. I'm Jack McInroy. My tag team partner, Steve Walsh. Hello. A couple of hills sitting opposite us. Michael King yeah. and Dave Hatton from that wrestling podcast. Yeah. If we were a tag team, what tag team would we be, Jack? Uh, the Rockers. Can I be Shawn Michaels? No. no. We've got a packed show this week. We've got an interview with Colt Cabana. Excitingly, we're at the wrestling at the Coronet Elephant and Castle Tidal Championship Wrestling. We'll also have a new inductee to the South London Hall of Fame as we take a look at South London's best wrestlers. I'm Mike Love, presenting at 6 foot 11 and now weighing in at 45 stone, that the largest wrestler in Europe today, the giant Haystacks. His opponents on my right and in the red corner, the European middleweight champion from Newcastle, Mick McManus. Joined now by Colt Cabana, the headliner from tonight's show. Uh, good win for yourself tonight, Colt? It's a great win. Head. I, I thought he just stopped at head. I'm also a liner, too. No, I, uh, we've been touring around uh, all of England, and tonight was the final show on the tour. And uh, here in London, South London, right? Is that what we're getting at here? Yeah, yeah we are. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, here at South London, and uh, it, was, it was a good way to top it all off. I had a fun. I had a fun. I had a fun, I just said. <laughs> I had fun. I just wrestled, so listen, I'm a little discombobulated. You've uh, been to London a few times, haven't you? I've been to London many times, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, first time I ever came was in 2003, which was in Bethnal Green at York Hall, which I think is South London, right? It's not East, East London, East, but... East, yeah. but we can still well, talk about it. It's yeah, south, it's if, you, if I was living in Liverpool, it would be South <laughs> and in London. London. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, that was the first place that I ever went, and you know, CM Punk and I, we had our first overseas experience there, and that was our first trip, and I remember, um, you know, as a kid, just whatever in America, at that time... Uh, we were just like, all right, let's go get something to eat. We just start walking off, and they were like, no! Because <laughs> apparently it was like a real bad neighborhood. But now, coming back, like, there's the the bike sharing program, yeah, it's all, and it's all real. Yeah, it's been uh, gentrified. I still reckon you and Punk would be all right. <laughs> <laughs> if anything did go down, yeah. I think you stand more of a chance than most. But you know, when I was over here in 2004 for a long time, I'd start reading books and like, and I'd just get these pictures like Roy Shaw. You guys know Roy oh, Shaw? Oh, yeah, yeah. And who was the Bare other one? Bare Knuckle Fire, wasn't it? And who was the other one? They, they, he had a, he had a, oh. a feud with him. He was the other really well-known Bare Knuckle Fighter. I can see his face. Yeah. Mm, uh, Pal. N- no. Okay. He, he wrote a book, and I remember I read oh, that's it. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. But, yeah, because... Nasha, was it? Nasha Powell is another no. Bare Knuckle Fighter. I, don't, I think you're right. I don't think he had Yeah, sort of I mean, but, you know, you read these books, and then you read about London, and you read about the tough <laughs> streets, and then I think about me and walking to go get a sandwich, <laughs> and that's all I would think about was, like... You're a pretty tough guy, though. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so, if you can avoid it. This is 
horrible <laughs> saying how I'm such a pussy on a, <laughs> as I'm a professional wrestler walking the streets of London. But yeah, I've been here basically for ten years now, coming back and forth every single year. Yeah. And Punk's a Millwall fan, isn't he? Which uh, he's, a, a, he's a Millwall fan. It's a football team from South London. So. No? Right. Is that is that internet talk that isn't true? Here's what happened. <laughs> he did a wrestling show, put on a jersey, probably went on the microphone and said, this is my team, and now you fucking believe him like a sucker, <laughs> like a real punter. You were saying on Mark Maron's podcast that uh, a tour of Britain that you did, or some time you spent in Britain, mm-hmm. was pivotal in your mm-hmm. career in the direction mm-hmm. you've gone in. What can you say? Yeah, well, you know... A lot of these guys, especially the ones on tonight, you know, they wrestle eight, nine times, eight, nine, ten times a week. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like, this is to get good at anything. And I'm sure you heard it a million times, right? The Malcolm Gladwell thing, 10,000 hours. Yeah, you got to You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. And as an independent wrestler in America, sometimes there's not shows during the week. So it's hard to do your craft many, many times. But here they're doing it constantly. Eight, nine, ten, ten, eleven, twelve. Three shows a day, you know, for, for weeks straight, especially the summer camps. You, you hear about the, you know, the Butlins and, and the Pontlins and all these places, and that's where they wrestle. And I know it's it's silly and weird that that's where these people wrestle, but that's where you get the experience. That's where guys who are making millions of dollars right now, that's where they've done some of their crafting. Daniel Bryan, William Regal, Fit Finley, those guys have done those loops here in England. It just makes you a better wrestler. It, 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 it fast-tracks you very quickly. Um, to be wrestling all the time, and this is the place to do it. And, and a lot of people know that. And people that take their craft seriously will come to England to get those matches under their wing. You mentioned on Maron's podcast as well about the uh, British re- wrestling scene of like the 70s, mm-hmm. 80s, or even 90s as well. Um, and mm, that's much in the 90s. No, <laughs> in 1993 is when it's all done. Is it 1993? Uh, 88 went off te- yeah, television. Yeah, 88 went off television. And like the, the, the Sorry, movie. you guys all part of the show? Yeah. Yeah, very much. All of you, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, and basically uh, we are going to be inducting either Giant Haystacks or Mick McManus Mm. into the South London Hall of Fame. Have you got uh, an opinion on which one should get in? Um, Wow. Well, you know, I've studied the style of wrestling for so long and you know unfortunately I wasn't around back then no no we, we weren't yeah and he, he, <laughs> I the, was <laughs> there's two different ways to look at it you know you think about a guy like Giant Haystacks who maybe wasn't the greatest technical sound for sound wrestler but he drew that huge crowd at Wembley Stadium with, with Big Daddy even though the match went four minutes uh, <laughs> you know but I mean that was the draw and that's how they got there but then on the other hand, Mick McManus was the, you know, the face of wrestling for a long time, and he helped draw, and people associated Mick McManus with television wrestling, the queen, and he, I know he would do all the shows and the daytime shows, so uh, it's a hard one. You know, I, I, I'm obviously not going to give you a right answer, but I mean, if you want me to be the one to specifically well, We're going to go you, through a, a listener vote, we think. A listener vote. Yeah, we're I, split on it ourselves. Yeah, so. I, I'm really split on it. But it's good that an expert like yourself is Yeah, is I, I, I ourself, would maybe, so. I'm split on maybe... Edge towards Mick McManus a little bit, but You've hurt me, Cole. Yeah, <laughs> that Loch Ness run in WCW didn't do him any favors. Yeah. Uh, Haystacks. So, uh, <laughs> so you've got your own podcast, The I Art do. of Wrestling, which is going very strong. Isn't it? You have a uh, different guest every week. Yeah, every single week I talk to wrestlers, and we sit down in the locker room, and, and we talk real talk. You know about the job. It's a hard job, just like I kind of said. You know. Uh, sometimes you look on television and you see these guys, you know, beating each other up and the glitz and the glamour of it. But it's not all glitz. It's not all glamour. And we kind of dissect it a little bit and tell about the struggles uh, and hard times and great times of our lives 
um, in a real way, a, a long-form conversation, the Art of Wrestling podcast, available at ColtCabana.com and iTunes. Subscribe. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I only started listening this week. Um, <laughs> but I, in preparation. In preparation, <laughs> but I listened to five in the last <laughs> few days. So, cool. And great on WTF as well, if anyone wants to check that out. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show, Colt. Much appreciated. Thanks for having me. And again, I, you know, I've been coming to England a long time, South London. Um, I love it. Cool. Good luck to you guys. You're always welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> Quick reminder to do all your Amazon Christmas shopping through the SouthRunHardcore.com link. Uh, so we get a little bit of money, we can buy more wrestling tickets for the show. SouthRun Hardcore is live on the 5th of January at the Old King's Head on Borough High Street. Upstairs, we've got the whole room, Steve. Nice looking room as well. Come armed with questions. So be a Q&A set up. More details on the website, southlandhardcore.com and on facebook.com slash southlandhardcore. I've never been wrestling before. Steve's been, obviously. You guys just going every week, I imagine. Not quite, every, every day. What did everyone think of the show? I enjoyed it. Different kind of show. To what? To most wrestling. It was a heavy comedy aspect, yeah. wasn't it? And I, I'm fine with that. I, you know, what so I, I enjoy it. about wrestling is the knockabout carny nature of it. Yeah. And it's a good thing to do in the small arena. You can hear every little thing they say. Yeah, they can do a lot of like verbal gags that just wouldn't work. Yeah. Which was, you know, suited some people, not so much others. <laughs> yeah, Colt Cabana really embraced that uh, in the, the head, main event, headline. Yeah, main event. Yeah. They must have not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Martin Kirby pulled it out because I've seen him before, and he was doing a tag match. He's a good wrestler, but he really, you know, his, his act was good. The bull guy who was complaining about the hair pulling and stuff. Really liked Marty Scott. Yeah? Just lots of songs. Party Marty Scott. Party Marty Scott. A star of ITV's Take Me Out. Yeah? That's some billing, isn't it? That is top billing. Had a lovely uh, touch where his quiff at the front of his hair was held together with uh, an elastic band, didn't it? Yeah, Yeah. that uh, came out and his hair looked even better. And uh, yeah, probably the best crowd interactions from him. Him and the kids. Yeah. Yeah, there was a young boy. How old would you say? 13? Nah. 10. The younger than 10. Nah, nah. 10, 10, 10 or 11. 10, 10 I reckon. Yeah. I'm just going to. I work in a school. He's <laughs> not 10. Put it to a vote. He was definitely website. 12. Should have crafted him. He's probably Should've from South London. Would you call him a heel or, or a face, Dave? At the start, he was a face. People seemed to be into him. As the night went on, he became tiresome. Alignment change. Yeah, I think people just got a little bit bored of him, although he did calm down after the... That's the thing, you can't be a face if people think you're a dickhead. Oh, you can. Oh, you can. Oh, you can. can you? Yeah. John Cena. Cena. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Warrior. thing is, if people like you, if everyone likes you, Warrior? a couple of people are bound Ultimate to not Warrior. like you. Well, people thought he was a bad... They didn't like him. A lot him. of people were sick of him. Well, the music Vince, and stuff Vince, Vince, made face paint. Vince McMahon didn't. You, he, held, you, he held a show to Ransom. Old Warrior was my favourite just because of that wicked face paint, the colourful tassels on the muscles. Can I suggest the Usos? Usos. The Usos. Yeah, give, give you like the Usos face paint. Right, right. I have to Google this one. Did I go you know home. that Old Warrior changed his name legally to Old Warrior? Yeah. No, no, no. Warrior. To Warrior. Sorry. Warrior Warrior. I didn't. No, I don't, Do like, like, him, him don't like him as yeah, much now. Do you know his original real name? Jim Helwig. Oh, that's a wicked name. Yeah, it sticks it's not as wicked as yeah, Warrior. Yeah, but he can't get much. Where was Ultimate Warrior built from, Jack? Where is he built from? Yeah. Um, Cleveland, Ohio. Calls himself an Ultimate Warrior. Ah, Parts unknown, yeah. isn't it? 
best part. Yeah. From parts unknown. <laughs> is that what it, how it was filmed? Yeah. 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 You're not giving him a real, you know, a real place that exists. Warrior land. Yeah. Here be dragons. The opening fight. Rampage Brown versus Nathan Cruz. Rampage Brown was great, I thought. Yeah, Hairy like legs, black yeah, trunks. Legs. Lots of squats going into those legs. Yeah. yeah. Quick as well, quick whip. Like mm. someone will shout at him and give him a quick you know, thing back. Nice. Visually, it looked like a South London hardcore face off, didn't it? Because I look a bit Rampage Brown, you look a bit Nathan Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I accept that. But... No? <laughs> Why not? Google Slightly built blonde fella against a. Slightly built? Powerfully built. Uh, I'm, I'm you know, stockier than. I think you'd agree with that. Yeah. You'd say fatter. But I'm oh, saying... I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I thought he was... It was... Um, you said Rampage Brown was your highlight. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of wrestling. So... Any. I don't watch any wrestling ever. <laughs> yeah, I thought he had the moves, man. And like, I thought it was wise to open the show with him. Like, yeah. just to set a tone of, uh, you know, this guy's got moves. Yeah, big, big finish, pole driver. Yeah, yeah but you don't see pile drivers at all, really, now, do you? They're he pretty much. I think he does them fairly often. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it looked like the other guy's pretty new, so he'll just agree to do a pile driver. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think Rampage Brown's probably been going long enough to be trusted yeah, yeah. to do something. Yeah, it's dangerous, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Didn't the kid kill their sibling a few years ago doing a pile Well, there's a big thing that uh, a guy called Droz got. Uh, Paralyzed by taking a power bomb, running power bomb incorrectly, which isn't a pile driver, but they're similarly dangerous. They, WWE won't give you know they're, they're not many moves where you're taking impact to the back of your neck, the top of your head, anything which is going to jerk your spine. They don't want you doing it. So usually, the lower, smaller promotions follow suit. Right. So but they, when you come to Elephant and Castle, you know well, when in Rome, most <laughs> most wrestling companies are going to say don't do that. But a guy who's trusted. Yeah. So, like, WWE would let Undertaker do that because he's the Undertaker and he's been going for so long. But Rampage Brown is probably their equivalent in many ways <laughs> of the Undertaker. It's 19 year streak, is uh, it's phenomenal. <laughs> Speaking of great names, though, Paul Bearer has got to be up near the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What gimmick names? Certainly. Real or otherwise. <laughs> oh, actually, you say that. What was uh, Paul Bearer's real name? Uh, William Moody. No, Percy Pringle. Percy Pringle. Who thinks Percy Pringle? I love the idea of someone called Percy Pringle and they go, I'm going to rest it. You'll need to change your name. No, you don't. It's perfect. He, it's a bit he, vanilla, this. Can we jazz it up? <laughs> Paul. That's Paul's son. <laughs> for a while, he went under Percival Pringle for third. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's a different act altogether, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah, wasn't yeah. you got to wear like a rough. He was a qualified. <laughs> the reason he became Paul Bearer was a qualified politician. Oh, right. True story. But he, was, he wasn't actually a Paul Bearer? No. A Paul Bearer. No, no, no. Same thing, Undertaker's not an Undertaker. Paul Bearer's not a Paul Bearer. Just iconography. Is it true there were two Undertakers? There was yes. a fake Undertaker. There was a fake Undertaker, yeah. Undertaker's got a half brother whose who's dad is Paul Bearer. Kane. Heard I've heard of Kane, yeah, That's yeah. Wow. Sometimes they mention it, sometimes they don't. Like story. Retcon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not, uh, yeah. not real. Very much, not real very much a retcon. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Glenn and Mark. Don't know what's real and what's not. Martin Kirby versus uh, Lion Kid. So Lion Kid wore a mask the whole time. Had some... Uh, the main attached to it. Martin Kirby refused to 
engage with him at first because he explained to him he's allergic to cats, which is quite strong. The lovely bit where he's uh, building up for a backbreaker and he shouted out, "Come on, Simba!" Yeah, 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 yeah. He's very, very strong, very strong. That's on this on on, the, on a show like this where there's not a huge crowd. That's the sort of guy. Yeah. Where you can where you can yell things yeah. out. It's going to get. Yeah. With a nice little touch was Kirby written on the back, written in the style of the Kirby video game series logo. Uh, right, didn't get that, man. They've possibly the only person in the building, including Martin Kirby. Got <laughs> I'm sure Martin Kirby. <laughs> yeah, that well, might have been so. might have been my favourite match. That one. Oh really? Yeah. It was good. Did you like the uh, hair pulling banter? Yeah. Didn't like it so much the second time. When <laughs> that's, they that's, it. that's not on. Uh, Martin Kirby though is it no no, uh, no no Martin Kirby got there first yes, yeah exactly. if you're going to put him in the second match it's going to be your turn <laughs> next up was oh Marty Skull versus uh, Johnny Storm uh, do you mean party Marty Skull I do mean party Marty Skull star of ITV's uh, take me off yeah. he had star of it he th- wasn't just on it once he was the star I think he had the best outfit yeah, he put diamonds, diamond uh, trunks, not best, encrusted, just the hair. image of a yeah, diamond. a picture of a diamond <laughs> on it. Um, <laughs> sleeveless <laughs> denim jacket, yeah, uh, big chain hanging off of the jacket. Yeah, well. party hair, glasses, glasses. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, he was committed. He looked like um, a boy band member, sort of six or seven years on. That's what he's yeah. going for. Two solo, two solo albums in. Do you like the mirror shades? I thought it was a great look. Yeah, man. yeah. Is he going places, Dave? It's one of the biggest names in Britain. Sort of been places. It's yeah. been in TNA. It's been on ITV. Taking me out. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you go after that? Have any of these people got a shot of getting in the WWE? Um, Not that's that a, that's necessarily the be all and end all. It's an interesting question, though. I reckon Skull maybe. He's he's like he's young. My Skull. He's definitely got chops. He's yeah. handsome. Cabana's the sort of guy they could use as like a commentator because he's been there as yeah, a Yeah, but he was sacked, wasn't he? No, released. It's not. It's not as big a deal as it sounds. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like they just they didn't have anything. Done this and this is what he loves. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. The indie scene, and he's he's proved himself. He doesn't really need them. You know, he's still a huge yeah. name. He's not in TNA. He's not, not in WWE. Without being a WWE employee. Yeah, yeah that's uh, twelve times as many as me. It's not bad. <laughs> I thought John- Johnny Storm sold. A lot of the moves really well, man. I Technically, wanna... he was great as well. Some of his uh, moves off the ropes. You'd expect that. Yeah, because he was a big so, name. He was one of the biggest names in British wrestling 10 years ago. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, 50, 15 to yeah. 15 his years ago. His outfit was awful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah, what was bad, man. Deliberately. I don't think so. I right. think he, that's, it, had, it was like a singlet, but it had a very odd cut to it. Yeah, yeah. about a baseball that he wasn't wearing ironically in any sense. And yeah. the, the yeah. logos on his... Sing, like, you know, singlet were just strange. Yeah. They were very clean shapes. You know, probably himself. Yeah, maybe. But that was a good match. That was yeah, enjoyable. right. Kid interaction in that one was heavy. <laughs> maybe a bit yeah. too heavy. Yeah, the kid slapped. Yeah, Mark Marty Skull. Yeah, he got was a nice chop. Was it a chop? That makes it seem like the slap in the face. Um, yeah, is it called a chop, Dave? Yeah, yeah. I bow to your superior knowledge. Chop. Knife edge drop sounds yeah. much more dangerous than it was, though. <laughs> but it was—you don't usually see fan interaction. I, I wonder if the kid was involved in the show. I don't think. Yeah, he you was. were saying that. You no. thought he had like I think, special wristbands. I think he was. He had—he had a tag on his neck, and he was in the ring with Cabana afterwards. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Cabana seems like he would probably just freestyle that. Maybe. Yeah. But he was involved throughout the show. 
I think it was involved just himself that, a lot of the time. Yeah, I think he he was just like really into it. Yeah, maybe. because everybody else was so quiet, they just oh, yeah. sort of seized on him being so. That that was one thing we should mention. It was a small crowd and it was generally quite quiet. Yeah, it was a hundred people by my count. Um, I was expecting more, but you often go into these things. I mean, I didn't know what to expect, really. You guys went to York Hall. Um, yeah, you've probably talked about on your podcast okay. before, haven't you? Yeah. 900 people, you say, yeah? About that. That's, that's the number that was released. Yeah. Believable. Yeah. Different atmosphere. What was the next match, Dave? Uh, Dave Mastiff versus uh, Chris Travis. That was a good one, I thought. Yeah. Dave Mastiff. It was quite a mismatch, wasn't it, physically? Dave Mastiff... Um, Dave Massive, you might say. Dave Massive to me looks like a ring of honour champion. Which is praise. It intended as praise. He's a heavy man. He looks to me like Zangief from Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah very yeah, much yeah, so. I can see that. Yeah. Um, he- heavy set. Like. 100% bastard on his trunks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas Chris, Chris Travis, Travis was uh, probably the most physically impressive man of the evening, wasn't he? Like six pack muscles yeah. he looked like one of those he looked like maybe Kendall. a WWF wrestler well the most he's, yeah. he's more slight but he was he actually had a dark match before Raw when they came to Britain oh, right. a couple of weeks ago so he's on their radar it's, it's like a little trial for, yeah, it, oh, it, right. it's not televised but it goes on in front of the who same was he crowd. against anyone? Uh, Lord Tensai okay yeah. I can't yeah. see him getting a good match no, no. <laughs> uh, actually it wasn't it wasn't Tensai it was Sweet Team oh Sweet yeah same yeah, sweet team. Yeah, Mastiff another heel that won, wasn't he? Yeah, he wasn't playing well, heel. Yeah, neither of them really played heel or face. They just had it's a quite match. a quiet match. Right. See, I'm not. I'm new to this I, heel I thought, business. I thought the one in the black trunks was always the heel. That, I thought the one with the trunks. Hundred percent bastards. Traditionally, yeah. But did, what he didn't did he play do? Up. He didn't do anything. Heel-ish. What did he do that made him a bad guy? That made you want to? He hit him with his bum. Yeah. So did Cabana. Everyone was true. Hot for that. Could have been a bit more aggressive. Especially with the size difference. And the, the look difference splashes. as well, isn't it? Just like with his beard against his... It would have been very easy to sort of just do a couple of Plus. gimmick moves. What do you think about when he sort of rubbed his beard on the guy's head when he had him in a, a headlock? Big fan of that. Yeah. I like the way his beard keeps shape. Because mm. he's not he's not sort of groomed himself, but he's got a very sharp edge to his beard. Do you think he uses hairspray? I wonder, actually. <laughs> He opened the match with a bit of a heel mover. He took his T-shirt off and he made a show of uh, rubbing it in his armpit. Then waiting for the referee to turn and chuck it straight in his face. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was more because he was laughing as he, cause he was yeah. like, telling Chris Travis, "I'm going to do this." Yeah. So that was more just a rib on the referee. Okay. We should mention the referee. Yeah, the possibly when, a highlight. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've uh, skipped over oh, the, yeah, bit the, where, the bit where uh, Marty's girls match. Where he gave, he, uh, <laughs> I think I was wooing and screaming at that yeah. point. He, yeah. he took his shirt off. So and what was the move called? First off, Marty's girl comes off the ropes. Uh, who was he against again? Uh, Johnny Storm ducks Swan. under. The um, wonder kid, Johnny yeah. Storm. Marty's girl goes for a crossbody, which the ref catches him. So and then he, like, slams him, him, and then he body slams him. Yeah. They have a little bit of a tiff. Uh, then the ref takes Head off his shirt. Uh, and then a bit more of a tiff. Stone Cold Stunner, ref pins him. Plays the Rex yeah, music. Yeah. No, 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 I think it was I think it was Johnny Storm's music. Okay. Johnny yeah. Storm picked up the referee's discarded shirt and put oh, it yeah, on. Oh, yeah, that was it. Watch putting it on. Didn't Watch putting it on, on yeah. That was probably the highlight of the night, actually. And yeah, uh, did a free night. count for. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff you're not going to see on a bigger show, but it's, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
interesting they just carried on the match afterwards though the referee put put his shirt back on you're like surely any presence of impartiality is gone now oh he just put it back on and said I'm sorry I got caught up in the moment yeah, yeah, yeah. very apologetic referee he's a gesture towards us like it was my fault I didn't tell you to stun someone yeah oh, that, you're a maverick that, that's what brings out the uh, eye contact did you get much eye contact from the referee and the ring announcer no he liked you though didn't he he named you at one point <laughs> We were on the well. What would you describe it as? Where we were stand, yeah, yeah. I, I guess a raised there. Raised yeah. So we were basically <laughs> at the same level as the ring. So we were just in the eye line of the guy announcing. He's facing us doing it. Sometimes got a bit awkward, which was nice. Yeah, we got a good, got a good <laughs> spot. Yeah, it's got a bit awkward in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before I think we should before we get onto the main event, we should mention the end of the show, so that you can end, you know end on a positive. That two guys didn't show up Adam Cole yeah Adam Cole Mark Haskins which you know stuck between France and England yeah <laughs> English Channel they're in the channel yeah channel swimming back just Adam Cole the ring of honour reigning champion I've yeah. my notes yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so Mark that Haskins it was a, a TNA that was a shame oh you know what no Drake Younger even was it oh, I think no, he got no. pulled from it did he main event the main event Chuck Taylor versus Colton Manor. He was he was why people were there. Yeah. Yeah, people were into it. And it was great, you know, the build up to the actual yeah. uh, bout itself where, you know, Chuck Taylor nicked the sign off that kid, had a little run around, getting uh, chased, a little bit of interplay with him and Cabana over the side. Lovely bit where uh, Cockerman took his jacket off, took a lot of time carefully folding it, laying on the top, and just chucked it over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah strong, Sounds strong stuff, isn't it? Standard sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Good. that sort of yeah. stuff. That's what people pay to see. And then just, yeah, he got on the microphone at the end, and it was nice to hear someone who likes talking on the microphone. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you embraced it more than anyone in the, or, yeah. in the evening, didn't you? And he, it was capping off their tour, it's a big deal for them. You know, I imagine a lot of it's their first wrestling tour. And he, yeah, he kept it off nicely. What was your favourite moment? Stunner. Yeah, that was, that was the referee stunner. Yeah, that was great. Steve? I quite like Jack's. I think I think Chuck Taylor's top rope slow handstand. Yeah, where where he sort of like uh, he had Cockburn at his mercy, and he went, "I am now going to do the greatest move in the history of the world." And he basically lay on top of the top rope slid across it turned into a handstand held the handstand for five seconds and then just uh, gently dropped onto Colt Cabana and, and then tried to uh, get a pin out of it uh, yeah Chuck Taylor was a real revelation for him I've never heard of him before tonight and uh, I thought he was brilliant really really good yeah I really enjoyed the stack of plastic foldable chairs yeah. which I did ho- I was hoping all along they were going to be involved at some stage that's a classic Cop- wrestling uh, iconography that was yeah. chair. Chuck Taylor uh, made uh, a lot of the fans stand up and f- make, made a big show folding their chairs onto the floor <laughs> then he prepped Cabana for suplex a suplex chairs. and said now now I'm going to kill him now he's going <laughs> to die <laughs> uh, to which Cabana obviously reversed it and dropped him on the, the pile of chairs and then and this was a lovely touch Chuck Taylor climbs back into the ring nursing his uh, damaged back and Cabana makes a, a big show of Unfolding the chairs, putting them back where they were. I said yeah. to Jack, you know, this is some hardcore housekeeping right now. Isn't it? He did uh, it with a flourish. He did each one yeah. as if it was a move. There's a nice bit he where the referee it. stepped in and said, last time he went, ref, I've got this. <laughs> <laughs> and just, you know, everyone have a lovely night. And that was, um, yeah, really good one. You could see 
if Adam Cole wasn't going to be there to fight Cabana, you could see why they went for Taylor. Mm. He, mm. He, he was clearly the best equipped to match not only technically, but also in terms of, of interplay. And, Just to play off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it actually lined up quite well because their face, you know, Cabana always plays that character usually. Uh, Chuck Taylor is a heel everywhere. He's yeah, a yeah. comedy, you know, wacky racist villain. Yeah. Well, his haircut. Oh, it's great. It's such a great haircut. That's it's such commitment. a bad haircut. Because it's it? not bowl cut. Yeah, it's, not like it's, a, a, it's a bowl cut, but he's had a short back and side. So yeah. it's got this mad fringe, and it's real sort of top-heavy. It's such a bad haircut. But it's not like an out there. It's not like, oh, I've got a mobile, I've got an afro. It's, yeah. it's just shit. Yeah. It's just the worst It's not intimidating. It makes seen. him look a bit like a yokel or something. Yeah. yeah. But it really works. And when he gets angry... It does. It just. It, it just really. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a, a really strong look, and it's the sort of thing where you go. He's dedicated to the piece, isn't it? He's not just sort of going. So I've got black trunks. They'll know I'm no. a baddie. He's sort of going. No, I'll have really bad hair, so it will be visually and it's jarring. Posture, sort of the way he postures yeah, himself, absolutely. holds himself. Jack picks up on his tights. They've got the lovely baseball pinstripes. Yeah, and sort of a baseball font on the back. Yeah, it just says Kentucky Gentleman. So just lots of nice little touches. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I, I would say it seemed to have the most kind of all-round together yeah. kind of the look, the uh, the strongest look, I'd say. Yeah, those two. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, exactly, it's obvious. Yeah. It's obvious to sort of pick from the main event. But I would say Cabana apart, he he's the one I would say is going for. So I just think he's he looks he looks prepped, doesn't he? He looks like he's ready to put a yeah. shift in. I think that's that's a better match than Adam Cole. Yeah, me too. Chuck Taylor was better at comedy than Adam Cole. And it was a different style of comedy to what we saw earlier. What we saw earlier was Absolutely, very... Yeah. Knock, literally knockabout. Wasn't yeah, my first, my yeah. first wrestling show was Butlins, and I had flashbacks to Butlins during yeah. the Lion Kid match. Yeah. But that was a sort of more sophisticated character, you know, comedy wrestling style. So. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're now going to take a brief 10 to 15 minute interval, and we will be back with more great wrestling action. Wrestling action. We're joined by Dave Hatton and Michael King from That's Wrestling Podcast. There is. Hi. Hi. Well, what's your website? I go on. <laughs> How do you find the podcast? Uh, it's... You go to your blog, innit? Yeah. I Twitter, something, Dave. Just go, like, yeah, my, my Twitter com. is at that Dave guy. Just go to that, I'll be plugged. What's your Twitter, Michael? I think it's Lock Up Dipster. Lock Up Your oh, Daughters. No. <laughs> no, it's at a Michael King. Yeah. Just a little rich Christ. Yeah, rib. Don't bang your Sorry. can on the. I don't this, know how you think for your podcast. But you stop banging this is, your can this on the is table. Wouldn't have a table, ass. <laughs> when we decided we were going to do an episode about wrestling in South London, we immediately thought of wrestlers we'd mentioned before in previous episodes. Uh, talking about New Cross in Campwell, we'd unearthed a couple of true legends of the ring, and we thought this would be a nice time to make another entry into our Hall of Fame. So we pick out South Londoners have done exceptional things. Not a wrestling hall of fame. Not a wrestling hall of fame. But very much in the same spirit as a wrestling hall of fame. Celebrating people that have done exceptional things becomes South London. But it's our South London hall of fame. Bowie, Chaplin, Babbage, Faraday. So we had a couple of nominations, but we thought, let's have a dig. Let's find some other South London wrestlers. And we thought, with two experts on the art of grappling and wrestling, that's uh, a dirty joke there, we didn't work. Either. With the option you've had two, Alan Bates and uh, yeah. Oliver Reed, if you will. <laughs> they haven't listened to us last week's show. They got no idea what it means. 
Ninja we K. take the opportunity to <laughs> <laughs> we take the opportunity to run a few names past you, see who was familiar, uh, and maybe uh, talk about South London wrestlers past and present. Who do you think is going to do better on this? You or me? Uh, depends who was watching more television seventies. I wasn't alive. Neither <laughs> of you. Was well, we've got some contemporary names, and yeah? I think it'd be quite interesting. Yeah, there's a couple okay. of guys. There's one guy that's still active today. Uh, but it's, it's an odd story. We'll, we'll Build get up to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> we'll start with our top tier guys. Headliners. Mick McManus and Giant Haystacks. Yeah, Mick McManus of New Cross, Giant Haystacks of Campwell. Couple of hills, Steve. Yeah, Which so means that's, badly in wrestling. That's one of the things that intrigued me going through the list. It doesn't seem like there's any faces from South London. So maybe it's a thing where... You know, one of the things we talk about on the show is perception of people love of South London, and maybe that sort of feeds into a lot of wrestlers from that era were from the Midlands and the North. Yeah, and I that's imagine where the big London is not going to go over too well then. Yeah, whether they're from North or South London. Yeah, I guess if you're in Blackpool, and then also, the local guy's got to do well. As yeah, well. everyone who's in around for a few years now will get a run as a face and a run as a heel. But back then, if you're a good heel, you travel around doing your heel thing wherever you go. Yeah, you do the circuit. There's no circuit anymore. So you get to switch it up, try different things out. But yeah, Giant Haystacks, they're like big London lads. Yeah. No one likes him. Well, also, Giant Haystacks, you know, 6'11", 42 stone. Is that genuine? Beard is. Do you know the actual, is that the real figure? I, I, he's yeah, I've seen him build as, as much as 49 stone. <laughs> <laughs> you right? How big are much? <laughs> Thanks, man. That stays in. <laughs> That's the highlight. That's the opener. <laughs> it's not on. But yeah, you're right. The way that the uh, business works at that point, Giant Haystacks couldn't operate as anything yeah, but awesome. a hill, could he? No. Um, you know, famously, he tagged with Big Daddy at the start of his career, and were both heels. Uh, and the idea of Big Daddy seeing such a sort of natural face now as as a heel seems odd. But yeah, they split. Uh, Daddy did the uh, the face thing, and Giant Haystacks stuck with the heel. Very similar to um, the Rockers. I think yeah. the same sort of dynamic where Shawn Michaels sort of you know super kicks him through a window and uh, Bruce Brother Beefcake's uh, shop window <laughs> <laughs> research so it's valuable oh, I lived it Steve research <laughs> were you watching wrestling then? Um, I was sort of seeing it in magazines someone gave me a big pile of wrestling magazines yeah. like sort of a you know foot stack of wrestling magazines and that must have been in there because I didn't have Sky that would have been big yeah, it seemed like a big deal, man. And me and my friend Tony Jimenez, I now realise which was Jimenez, but we never said that at the time. <laughs> but like, I kind of considered myself Mighty Janetti. No, he he was Mighty Janetti, he had dark hair. Yeah. Shawn Michaels over it. So heartbreak, heartbreak isn't it? Yeah, that was heartbreaking. <laughs> um, just give a timeline to Big Daddy's career, uh, Joan Hayes' career. Uh, he's born in Campbell in 1946, debuts as a wrestler in 67, teams with Big Daddy in 75, they split in 77 and start a feud that continues on and off until 1993. <laughs> and it's, it's nice that I say that to two wrestling fans and you both uh, laugh incredulously because it does seem remarkable, and it is remarkable. Yeah. It's good, it's good. Because it seemed remarkable to me. I was like, I can't think of many feuds. I mean, obviously, that's not a weekly thing. No, no. Maybe not even a month. But I guess it's, it's a thing where they, they were such famous names that British wrestling knew any time there's a dip, Bring you out just bring in those two to headline the show. show and it, it's draw a spark thing. Well, yeah. And without storylines, there's no way to resolve that. Yes. Because you're always going to have a winner. There are trade victories around the country. There's no way for it to end. And there's no sense in it anymore. 
Who was winning most of those matches? Do you know? Dad, dad, daddy would go over. Yeah, that's yeah. what I imagine. Yeah. I wondered if you had like some strange statistic where it's probably, giant haystacks. The, thing, the, the haystacks beauty of the internet won. nowadays <laughs> is that um, it's all out there, isn't it? If we wanted to, we could break down the stats, but we're not. We're not. Giant haystacks, unlike Big Daddy, is successful overseas. He fights uh, for Stu Hart at Stampede Wrestling and actually makes a debut in WCW in 1996 as Loch Ness. Yeah. Yeah. Very short run because he's diagnosed with cancer shortly afterwards and has to return to Britain for medical reasons. But I, I wish I knew the origin of that name. Well, he's a monster, isn't he? Yeah, but he's... <laughs> but, <laughs> it's an Andrew's Day weekend that we're ignoring. Uh... It was just WCW at that time. Yeah, but, but doing Britain, innit? You're far British. Worse, far worse. You know, than that was an American. Well, you know, the Loch Ness monster turned up in the Simpsons. You know, it's a, it's a, it's something South that's. But I think it was it's more. It's something that's travelled to the states. It's a recognisable. Why are you getting in a guy from London? But why not call him like? Yeah, why not call him like the London Bridge? Why? And only, but only until he's no face for man, is he? This guy, the London Bridge. Well, the interesting thing about uh, Giant Haystacks was it was only till we recorded the Campbell episode that I realised he was from Campbell. Yeah, because if you ever hear him speak, he, he, he basically moved up north very young. Yeah, he moved to Salford, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, and, and, and just uh, fought out of the Greater Manchester region, uh, region for most of his career and had a northern accent. So you, you'd book him as someone northern. But the thing is, I mean, um, who's the WWE guy now at the moment who's uh, British from the way, way back? Yeah. Like they, they wouldn't book him using any sort of Mancunian thing because there's not enough cultural uh, collateral there to sort of bring it over. I they bill him from that. But do you, but do you know I mean, you wouldn't use like a no, phrase... They bill him from Preston, do they? Yeah. He insisted on it. They, they, they hinted it. They'll say he's been in like street fight tournaments in Merseyside. Yeah, they talk about him like fighting in carnivals. Well, Bare yeah. knuckle fighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. you know, maybe a hundred years ago, but... Yeah. Can we talk about um, his his look, Steve? Giant Haystacks. I said six foot eleven, like a lot of hair, big beard, kind of like sort of a homeless Alan Moore look. <laughs> but like the way he was dressed, he wear like a sleeveless fur coat on top of like a kind of dungarees that look like an it's tailored it, with a pair of scissors and like a rope a, for a, a belt. Yeah, it ben looks ben like a kind of low a, a budget kind of Viking giant. I think it was partly supposed to evoke. Yeah, Vikings, but also uh, Medievals, a so, Frankenstein yeah. element as well with the, the fur, fur waistcoat that sort of became sort of the, the monster in late years. They'd sometimes go with sort of a burlapy material for the top half and then maybe just some leggings, show off his legs. I don't know what they were going for with that. Yeah. I mean, show off uh, the <laughs> legs by all Although that would, is, that's preferable to Big Daddy, though, isn't it? Yeah. He was walking around in like a white li- white lady swimming costume, yeah. Mankini, like Mankini, essentially, uh, isn't it? Just um, a sequined Union Jack waistcoat. In the you know in the, during the Falklands, apparently, he wore a tin hat. Yeah, <laughs> normally it was a no, top but, hat. But that's yeah, normally a top hat. Yeah, yeah. sparkly top uh, hat. Well, I miss. This is a thing. Like when you talk to kids. This idea, you know, when when sort of when I was a kid and like WWF was, uh, you know, we liked it. Like your parents would go like, "Oh, wrestling in my day wasn't like that," and you, you'd see these two guys that were sort of morbidly obese running about <laughs> in like appalling costumes with like grannies in the front row. Like it is a completely different world. And like when people sort of uh, bemoan the loss of wrestling on television, 1988, like, it's been on for. 33 years and it was cancelled no longer on ITV like what's the what's the guy's name Simon Garfield yeah, big wrestling yeah. proponent he um 
sort of says it was cut prematurely. But if you look at that, that's no, not something from the nineties, is it? No, it was. It was. It, it looks bizarre to watch it now. Even if you say it's eighty-eight, you're like, no, this looks like forties or something. It looks like carnival. Yeah, I think in seventies, but yeah. yeah. With your uh, collective knowledge of WCW in the nineties, would Lot Ness have gone over? Would he have been a hit? Do you think? Not without no? name. Uh, Not without name. Yeah. You did the name with the home. Old as well at that point, wasn't he? Yes. How old limited mobility? He would have been fifty in nineteen ninety-six. Yeah. With his look. Yeah, maybe. Wouldn't he have been a better fit for the WWE with their traditional use of big men, though? No, no, like an Andre no. the Giant Echo sort they of thing, like just the scale ho- of the figure. No. They like homegrown people, especially at that that point in their history. I am and a they like American. American. Yeah, they're lovely. Someone was saying I don't sing enough on the podcast. I think that's what they were hinting at, Steve. Was it Xavier? Was that, were they our first words? <laughs> no, one, no one's actually saying that, are they? Um, WCW, no one would have gone over. Unless your name's Kevin. Kevin or Scott. Yeah. Nash. You know, I'm bringing some uh, residual knowledge to Have you seen, Steve, probably the most famous fight in British wrestling history, the 1981 Wembley clash between Giant Haystacks and Big Daddy? Two minutes, 50 seconds. (laughs) It's appalling, isn't it? It's a squash. That's... uh... It's, it's just rubbish. The thing, the thing is, though, it's not it's, entertaining in any no, way. It, it, it was purely the scale of the end of the, of, of the figures, yeah. ra- rather than what. Look how fat this man is. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> these yeah. two men. But, yeah, it, but it was, and, and you, you get that a lot, even in WWE nowadays. So you get someone like the great Carly, who is not can't even walk. Who, yeah, te- he's not. I was going to say, not can't a technical walk. wrestler. No, he's uh, he, no. his yeah, mobility. Really. He's so big. His mobility is. He is can't. So he limited. can't use his knees. He sort of walks the ring without legs. using his knees. But, swings but he'll legs. do like a choke slam or a power bomb. It looks ridiculous, but no, he doesn't do that. Oh, okay, he just does chops, right? Yeah. That's and, it, and it is them. just, <laughs> but it, it, it is the carnival feel of seeing someone literally larger than life. Uh, Are you saying about Butterbean? Yeah, similar sort of. It's them walking past. It's them yeah, walking past you in the front row again. And even on, on television, you know, with Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks, they walk into the ring. They take their uh, cheers or boos, but once the referee walks in, and you're like, that's what a human looks like next to him, that's what a normal person that you get an idea of the scale, and it is impressive. Probably the other most famous British hill, Mick McManus, like you said, Steve. Apparently from New Cross, Guardian lists his birthplace as Camberwell in the obituary. Um, I've seen Streatham listed for him as well. The Dulwich Destroyer. He's covering yeah. all the South London bases, <laughs> isn't he? Well, he's the rugged South London tough guy, isn't he? Yeah, that's a great name, isn't it? The man you love to hate. Please welcome to the oh. ring. <laughs> <laughs> Made his debut, Steve, at uh, Greenwich Boss against uh, Chopper Howlett. Right. That's a wrestler's name. <laughs> yeah, proper, Chopper isn't it? Howlett. He was working a day job in Brixton at the time in some office. Uh, because, you know, he was a 5 foot 7, 12 stone man, just normal. Yeah. Uh, with him and that he's at the opposite end of the scale with John Haystacks where he's not physically impressive as a specimen but technically he's very good at what he does uh, and also uh, works the gimmicks you know very uh, good again people to, uh, very good again people to hate him absolutely yeah um, had a catchphrase not the years not the years not the years not the years didn't want to you were that Dave so, uh, yeah, yeah. Getting, getting into headlock would be yeah, uh, furious right, a little quick quick um quick quiz for these guys they say they've heard all this but they're, they're agreeing Steve rather than contributing <laughs> what colour trunks did he wear 
This is a blind spot for me. I'm going to say Burgundy comes up past the belly. I've seen him in a few. Black, I think. Black, give that to Dave. Even though I've seen him in a few, I don't think he's right. <laughs> his hairdo, which, uh, which sort of fictional character would you compare his hairdo to? Regularly here. That's a quiz. Nah. It was a heavy side part. Mr. Burns? Slicked. It was more of a Dracula kind of uh, yeah, slick Maybe Sorry, if you out. don't say Dracula, you're not getting a point. <laughs> no, <about>. exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, he used to wrestle Jackie Palo, Mr. TV. <laughs> um, before wrestled him before the 1962 and 1963 FA Cup finals. Yeah, his 63 bout with Jackie Palo had the largest recorded audience of any British wrestling bout what do you reckon it was 22 Figures. million oh sorry I've ruined that no. <laughs> I mean, you, you set up the quiz format I mean, uh, if, if you want to scrap it that's also fine do you know how they used to do the figures on that they used to monitor the, the viewing figures they used to monitor the national grid and when there was a spike in power they assumed everyone was putting like, the kettle yeah yeah, yeah after the make up a tea yeah. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if they were still doing it that late or if this giant haystack is probably putting the uh, oven on as well <laughs> <laughs> Won his first title in 1949 and held a few belts across his career. What was his so, first title? Uh, British middleweight championship. But then moved up to welterweight, held that a couple of times, um, and was European middleweight champion four times as well. The thing is, we've got a Hall of Fame, but I think it would be a bit of an imbalance to have two wrestlers in there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we've, we've got, only got... Considering uh, the names you've got. We've only yeah. got one sort of... We've got one film star, one musician. Yeah. Two scientists. So, Giant Haystacks, I think, is the obvious choice. I think so. Yeah, yeah I you know what I think? So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go on. Why, well... He's well, from a bigger era. He's from arguably the biggest era of British wrestling. Yeah. And he's number two. You know, arguably number two. Behind Big Daddy. Yeah, yeah. Made it in the States as well. I'd say McManus. Yeah? Because he's more typical of actual British wrestling. If, you look, at, if yeah. you look at the whole card, McManus was, was What's more a card? representative. Uh, <laughs> a lineup of, of matches. Uh, yeah. of matches. He, he was more representative of the entirety of British wrestling than Giant Haysack. But I think Giant Haysack's a big attraction, certainly. Yeah. And he's literally. He's more from Salford as well. Yeah, that's well, it, yeah. Whereas, say, like Mick McManus was living in Denmark Hill when he died, Steve. Most TV appearances of any wrestler. If you ask, right? if you ask, photograph with the Rolling Stones. Right? He had a vi- he had a vitamin pill called McManus's Preparation 30. You know, when he retired, he became a porcelain uh, connoisseur. Giant Haystack shared a ring with. <laughs> Hold on, are you putting down when he retired? He became a porcelain connoisseur as a reason he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, hobbies, hobbies, who had the best skills. Whereas your your Adapted. man. That is a great hobby. It's a Your man hobby. Giant Haystacks, like shared a ring no... with Hulk Hogan, arguably mm. the biggest name in history of wrestling. Not yeah. arguably, right? Yeah. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> um, <but> also, <laughs> I disagree all... with that as well. well, well okay. Also, oh, yeah. uh, if you ask, he's gonna say Austin. No, definitely, definitely Hogan over Austin. I reckon Hogan, man. Anyway, move. But, but also, it. also, if you ask members of the public generally uh, to name a British wrestler, they, I think they go Big Daddy. I think they go John. I think a lot of people wouldn't even know him. I agree. Ones. I agree. Yeah. That is the case. But the trouble it's is, the Hall of Fame. Not yeah, the but of, I'm. Uh, <laughs> but Manus in there. Ringcroft, Steve. Ringcroft. <laughs> Yeah, what is John Hayes is just a fat man <laughs> walking around in a ridiculous outfit. Well, maybe he that's why he's familiar he with wrestling. wrestling. He yeah, turns wrestling into a circus act. 
Exactly. Which is that old money ground. Right, which is what, how I want it and how I like it. You know, it is a, yeah, it's a, you're, you're trying to sell it to me as a carniac. If that's a bad thing, who do you think you're talking to? I want it to be a carniac. I want to see ridiculous looking people wearing ropes as belts. Uh, ideally, you know, uh, fur waistcoats and uh, white. Because we're in black trunks, right? Let's just really yeah. Well, I think we can't, we obviously ain't, can't decide, Steve, so we, we put it to a listener vote, maybe. They'll do the right thing. You two guys, they'll, they'll you, make right sure thing. you go on a vote. SouthLondonHardcore.com. Um, we'll put the, the poll at the top. Maybe we'll leave it for a week, two weeks? Yeah, yeah. Two weeks, then. And uh, whoever wins, so be it. You know, may the best man win. You can cast your votes on our Twitter feed. The only thing well. is, people do say wrestling is fixed, so. <laughs> we won't, we promise not to fix this. Vote early and often. <laughs> <laughs> Getting back to the contemporary scene, or recent anyway, who have you got down? I've got Johnny Kitt, who was born in Balham in 1955. And you may ask yourself... You call that contemporary. I call that contemporary. <laughs> David Nysera, he's still going. Yeah, is he? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if you know of him. Um, yeah, he fought for... Uh, well, he made his Chikara debut in 2011, age 56. Yeah. Which is remarkable. Yeah. Sort of wrestling Ryan Giggs. And actually fought with uh, Johnny Saint. Uh, oh, sorry, against Johnny Saint in, in Chikara. Teamed with Colt Cabana to take on Johnny Saint and Mike Quackenbush. Mike Quackenbush being uh, possibly my favourite name for anything ever, let alone wrestlers. Head of Chicago. Oh, is he the actual? He, he okay. owns and operates. So he's the booker. Wow. So no one's going. No, there's no one above him. Say so you need to change your name. He's going to actually. Go, oh, they got Quackenbush. Chicago got bought a few years ago. Right. So potentially there is somebody now who will say no, don't do that. But I think for the most part, he still just does what he likes. Yeah, it's great. Have you ever seen any Johnny Kidd footage? Yes. You're aware of him, sir? Yeah. 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 Good. Chikara. Uh, what? Well, it's a specific kind of thing. And also, he's 56, yeah. so it's probably hard to but judge him on what you've seen recently. The style he uses, you can get away with at 56. Right. Because it's carnival hooking. I was going to say, it seems like yes. a lot of it is him playing to the crowd, a lot of his psychology rather than, you know... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just A lot a of his of stuff inspired sort of the current generation of American indie wrestlers, like Cabana, heavily oh, really? influenced by him. Oh, yeah, right. Chris Hero. Um, Hero. Claudio. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli yeah. Antonio Cesaro uh, that's yeah. interesting so yeah, there is yeah. a, a contemporary South London wrestler that's been a huge influence on he was also uh, sort of taken off on Ross Abbott's uh, TV show I think in the 90s Ross right. Abbott did this routine I don't know if it was a one off or a regular thing where he'd do like this just an overblown sequence of like dodges and ducks during a wrestling match and that became known as the Russ Abbott. And Chris Hero has actually done that and won matches just by just like doing ridiculous arm locks yeah, yeah. and uh, just like lots of little float overs and things. So, yeah, quite a cultural influence on modern And then that style is getting its way into WWE now. Right. You know, Cesaro's doing it, Hero was doing it. Well, so this guy from Ballum's pretty much redefined the industry. Well, this it's is not really him. <laughs> it's his, Johnny Kidd and Johnny Saint. Yeah. It's both of them. Okay. Because they were very famous yeah. opponents. Yeah. They had like a, not maybe not as long running as uh, Daddy and Haystacks, <laughs> but it was, it was quite long, quite yeah. a long running feud. Right. Now, if I say, guys, Mr. Wrestling, who am I talking about? I'm thinking Kevin, Kevin Steen. Steen. That's, uh, I was thinking Mike Marino, but... The real, the original Mr. Wrestling. Yeah, died in 1981, didn't he? He's Born finishing... in Streatham. Oh, say against it, go on. Born in Streatham, debuts in 1951. Greatest technical wrestler in uh, British history, some say. 
His finishing move was called the small package. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. About as impressive as it sounds. He also appeared in the first ever televised wrestling bout in Britain against Francis Gregory in 1955. So a huge part of British wrestling mm. history there. Beat Big Daddy and Mick McManus on the same night at the Royal Albert Hall. Also, in 1964, loses to Judo Al Hayes. Does that mean anything to anyone? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Do yeah. you know who he went on to become? Um, Isaac Hayes, the Sultan. Uh, <laughs> Not Ken and Amazon. Lord Alfred Hayes. Lord Alfred yeah, Hayes. Yeah. Oh, yes, guy goes on to WWF and becomes a pretty major figure for a while. Though, yeah, he was it? like an announcer and a backstage interviewer. Yeah. Potentially oh, a commentator. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 English guy. So I can't believe it's happening. It's when yeah. they go from the vault and you have this guy on there. So like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was a, a big figure. Yeah. A, a Finkel level figure. Yeah, it's a, a tragic end to the story where um, it's 1981. He's driving home after a show and suffers a convulsive attack while driving, crashes his car and dies at the roadside. He's riding home with his friend and fellow wrestler, Mal Sanders, who is also from South London. Uh, he's born in Ballum in 1958, known as the Superstar. Makes Did he give himself that name? It's sort of, it, well, nicknames like tend to develop, you sort of earn it, don't you, really? You can call yourself what you want, but if it doesn't take catch on, then there's no point sticking with it, you just look a bit silly. He debuts in 77 and retires in 2008. But as I say, survives his car crash with Mike, uh, that Mike Marino dies in, in 1981. As a result of the car crash, and to raise money for Mike Marino's family, because obviously the rest of his family, there's no, uh, he's not going to have a huge insurance, insurance deal, he's not going to have uh, a lot of money to fall back on. The uh, British wrestling industry set up a tournament called the Mike Marino Memorial Shield, which took place on one night at Fairfield Halls in Croydon, uh, another South London link. And the Memorial Shield is actually won by Miles Sanders, which is quite nice. It's sort of, you know, it's clearly booked, so his, his best friend who survives a car crash and takes his life wins. So, and you know, you haven't got the internet at that time, but you'd imagine that enough people would know the story Locally, behind yeah. it and would know. And, and you know, Mike Marino takes the shield away that night and defends it against various hills for the next sort of six months. Like he, he fights Mick McManus for the Mike Marino Memorial Shield, which is a nice touch, isn't it? Ends in the yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Big Daddy also fought on the undercard. There was a tournament for the actual shield, but Big Daddy fought on the undercard, as I think Mick McManus did as well. So, what's an undercard? Uh, it's the sort of early events event. in the evening that lead up to the main event. If, I imagine if Big Daddy had been in that, he would have insisted on winning, and that's why they didn't put him into the tournament. You'd imagine money on that bit. It, it sounds like it was very much a South London thing, you know, to arrest a, a memorial for a wrestler from South London, won by a wrestler from South London, takes place. In this South is how Steve thinks about everything. Right? It's obviously <laughs> just like he Who just else? added all that. No, but also, Who else was in the tournament. But, the, but, but, but also, just in terms of logistics, you're not going to get guys. You know, the, the people yeah. from South London are going to be his friends. Are going to be the, the ones, and also convenience of being able to get people to Croydon for life yeah. you're not going to necessarily get to be able to get people down from Salford or Newcastle to, to fight for these on YouTube um, there's a documentary that was on the BBC last year by Simon Garfield um, well he's in it I presume he's right about the heyday of British wrestling Christopher Eccleston narrates it the trouble is they don't really acknowledge WWF at all and it's all just like and from that moment on wrestling died do you know what I mean they don't really acknowledge you know. <laughs> British wrestling yeah, I guess. Yeah. But they never they should say that more often. 
but it's it's good good documentary worth watching. We'll put a link up on the uh, at SLHC the uh, Twitter page. And the highlights probably Klondike Kate, who's a female wrestler. They're talking about people invading the ring, and she said that someone once jumped in the ring and injected her in the buttocks with a foot and mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, points of ingenuity. Yeah. That's how you get hate. <laughs> <laughs> if Vince hears this, that's going straight into the yeah, 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 yeah. mania, isn't it? Yeah. A <laughs> uh, wrestler that turns up, uh, Johnny Kincaid from Battersea, um, black guy, who, despite having never been to uh, the Caribbean, was uh, in a tag team called the Caribbean Sunshine Boys. <sighs> and the talk, whenever he's talking, like he don't, he's not bitter at all. But you can, you get the idea that like black wrestlers, there was only so far they could go. Yeah. Even though he had bleached blonde hair, you know. Doesn't he say that? I'm sure I've seen <laughs> he, Yeah, he does say that, but he don't he doesn't he's not um he just seems to accept it a bit. But he was once tag team partners with another wrestler, uh, called Johnny Quango. Similarly just given it blacking up his name, isn't it? His name is Johnny yeah. Someone Else and Quango is a river in Africa. Yeah, my mate Dan is a big wrestling fan. We were at school together. And he used to use the word quango just to mean anything bad. Like, say, we just like, ah, it's, it's Quango, this lesson. <laughs> so, you'd probably be quite thrilled to hear this wrestler from Peckham. That's, uh, yeah. sadly, that's still about the standard today. Anyone with a sort of, you know, an ethnic background, they'll, they'll, they'll hit that quite hard, sometimes in unusual ways, like Kobe Kingston. I suppose it's because from, it's still a white dominated yeah, sport. It's, yeah, it is. So, it's because it's gimmicks. Well, Kobe Kingston was booked as being from Jamaica for a while there, wasn't he? His, his gimmick was, yeah, but, but he, he was built from Ghana, West Africa. Yeah. It Which, was very confusing. Yeah. But he was, has but clear they, Jamaican they, iconography, yeah. reggae theme song. Yeah. And then he speaks with like a Boston accent. Yeah, it's very... But I mean, it's... The leopard skin trunks as well was a big thing for yeah. a long time. I mean, it's, it's, they it's, still it's, do the kind of cheap racial kind yeah, of stereotype absolutely. in them. It's a lot better than it was, but I mean... It's still, not that much better. No, it's just true, actually, yeah, yeah. I suppose, I mean, The Rock is obviously not black, he's... Uh, what, he's, he's Hawaiian. He's half black, half Is he? Yeah. Oh, right. Yes, I mean, that would be the exception. But even then, you, you know, it, he, it wouldn't happen with a dark-skinned wrestler, would it? Well, The Rock also, when he made it, I don't know if it was when he made his debut, but early on was part of Nation of Domination, which was essentially was a, heavily, a, a, a black... It was a sort of yeah. uh, a, a Nation of Islam-style clique in WWF. So they, Samoa, I, I'm assuming Samoan traditional dress yeah and armbands well that was that was before the nation yeah 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 I know but before he yeah that was it was Rocky Johnson then yeah yeah Johnny Quango uh, fascinating character generally he's a musician when he's not a wrestler uh, and before he becomes a wrestler is a dancer in the ballet Negress Europe's first all black dance trick which it, seems lovely. remarkable his, his mum was a strong woman in a circus day is that true she was That's what Wikipedia says. Strong so. woman in German service <laughs> and possibly Europe's first female pro wrestler. The thing is, you'd have to have two, wouldn't you? Otherwise, oh, you'd fight against no, Andy it's, Coffin. The, yeah. If it's a woman, her gimmick is that she wrestles. Oh, her. yeah, of course. Or you could have a pro versus an amateur, could you? It's all gimmicks, Jack. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Anything that sets you apart. Can't like cake. mouth. If you go to southlandhardcore.com, there'll be a load of extra stuff this week from uh, Steve will be posting at SLHC on Twitter, facebook.com slash hardcore. Remember to do all your Amazon Christmas shopping through uh, the link on our website, and then we'll get a little bit of money back. We'll, we'll put back into the show, buy more wrestling tickets, I imagine, <laughs> next time they're in town. 
that wrestling podcast these guys if you want to hear more from them they're obviously experts affable Dave said a lot more than he did last time than we, well, last time we got the show it's difficult to get a word in <laughs> yeah, with just Jim reading about. stuff out reams of it uh, at that Dave guy on Twitter that's where you'll find the podcast at A Michael King A Michael King A stands for um, Archimedes <laughs> remember to vote for either Mick McManus or Giant Haystacks for the South Bronx Hogger Hall of Fame. Do the right thing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to, like, uh, wrestler in there? Hey, hey, see bye bye. I just want to vote for the fat guy. It's up to you, man. It's up to you. <laughs> Don't call me that. Vote for, vote for the wrestler. And we're live 5th of January from the old King's Head, just by London Bridge train station, round the borough. Just off Borough High Street, signposted, down a little alleyway. Down a cobbled street. Isn't it lovely. More details on our website and on the Facebook page. Click say so you're coming to the event. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold sets out.